Hey everyone, it's Susan Pierce Thompson and welcome to the weekly vlog. Okay, uh, there was a question posted in our Bright Lifers Facebook group a little while ago and it was prefaced with hashtag question. After the Food Revolution Summit finishes up, is it possible that the Brightline Eating team could put together a side list of optional food choices for optimal health? including the maintenance of mental functioning with aging. I would love to take my Brightline Eating lifestyle to the next step without having to become a nutritionist myself. I've learned a lot through the summit, and yet there is so much to sift through out there. For example, after yesterday's email from Susan, I'm kicking dairy down the road for some personal research of my own, asking with humble gratefulness for all that is already offered here. Carol Strongstone, Bright lifer on maintenance. So first of all, Carol, um, thank you for your question and congratulations on living at maintenance with Brightline Eating. Um, that is uh, phenomenal, and nobody does that by accident. Like that, that required you orchestrating um, diligent effort over days and months and probably years um, of you know just focusing on getting happy thin and free and i'm so proud that you're doing it with brightline eating and i'm so happy to be on this journey with you so happy and good for you for tuning in to the food revolution summit i really believe in the summit and i take your question seriously because i um i share the desire to have someone sort of sort and vet and just kind of just please tell me what's true and what to do and and what the sort of um you know, what are the, where's the big bang for the buck, right? Like, what should I really be focusing on for my health? And um, I mean, I have that same feeling and I have people that I turn to for that. And um, so um, my loving answer to your question is um, no. <laughs> and I'm gonna spend the rest of the vlog explaining why. Um, it wouldn't actually be a good idea for us. It's not that I'm not willing or that if I put a bunch of resources at it, I couldn't, you know, do something like what you're asking. But in, um, in my very deepest considered opinion, it would be exceedingly unwise for me to do so for several reasons. First of all, um, it's not my area of expertise, nor is it the area of expertise of anyone um, here at Brightline Eating. I've got 27 employees and none of us, not a one, um, is an expert in nutrition, not even close. And you know, it's, it's funny, that might sound trivial, but it's a, that's an important point, right? So I was sitting um, at the table with Chris Davis, my chief of staff yesterday, and she said, I'm really uh, reading an interesting book. And I said, oh yeah, what's it about? And she said, it's called The Death of Expertise. The Death of Expertise. And I was like, so what's, what's the argument? What's the thesis? And she said, well, the thesis is that in this modern age of the internet, um, and sort of the, the rising level of education of the populace, um, people don't really get anymore what it means to be an expert, like to study something academically and then spend 10, 20, 30, 40 years sort of practicing it and developing um, a history of seeing patterns and understanding how the, how the big picture fits together with data that's coming in, you know, afresh, you know, from the trenches and, and she said that, you know, people with, you know, a, a Google internet layperson's notion of, you know, certain concepts challenge experts like, oh yeah, well I read blah, blah, blah. And she said the book's argument is like, people have forgotten 
that there is such a thing as expertise and that some people by virtue of their education and then the decades that they spend after that immersed in a specific subject know so much more than the rest of us could possibly know. So you wouldn't want me being your nutrition vetter. Like that would be unwise. Um, I've never studied it. I, I don't, you know, I don't even play a nutritionist on TV. Like seriously, I'm not a nutritionist. I never pretend to be one. Um, I, I have opinions about food as they relate to the psychology and neuroscience of food addiction and weight loss. That's my area of expertise. So I say things about food, but not about nutrition. It's a totally different subject. Um, so that's the first thing is, you know, go to the experts for that. The second thing is it would really take us off our focus here. Um, because nutrition is, that's a big field, right? And more is coming out all the time. So I want to tell you a little story. Um, the very first, uh, food, 12 step food program was Overeaters Anonymous and it was founded in January of 1960. And for a long stretch of time, like decades, Overeaters Anonymous put out food plans. And um, for a long time in the early days, there was this pamphlet that was called, I think it was called Dignity of Choice or something like that. And it offered like several different food plans that you could pick from. And what happened was over the years, the World Service Business Conference, like the annual world you know, gathering of representatives from all the different OA groups around the, the world, um, was taken over more and more and more by um, nutritional arguments like like someone some some person from some group would make a motion like you know i move that we add half a cup of wheat germ to the breakfast you know to breakfast number four and food plan number four and then there would be like an hour discussion about the nutritional benefits of half a cup of wheat germ or whatever right you can picture how this this annual conference which was really supposed to be about how do we serve the struggling compulsive overeater better um it got taken over by arguments over over nutrition. And so what they did one year was they invited three nutritionists to come in to um, just settle it once and for all, to just say, okay, here's the right way to eat. These, these food plans need to be adjusted in the following ways and then you'll be covered. And what happened at that World Service Business Conference was that those three nutritionists, nutritionists um, couldn't agree. They started fighting with each other as everyone watched and then they and then one of them stormed out of the room and like ended like basically stomped out and at that meeting the people in this organization realized there there maybe is no such thing as the right way to eat or ideal nutrition or in any case we're not equipped to make recommendations in that vein and from then on they decided we don't make recommendations about food plans and they they actually made a motion and they passed it and i believe it's in effect to this day although i'm not i don't know but i i believe it's in effect to this day um i learned all this in a book that i read about the history of overeaters anonymous because i was curious once um so what they did is they 